What's up? Welcome to the ATO Podcast. My name's Devin Shaw. I'm here with Terry Samaras. And this podcast, this is the inaugural one. All right. And our goal is to keep it quick, talk about the NBA briefly, talk about the Celtics because we're in Boston and that's what we focus on. That's what I watch every night. And as of now, we're going to mostly focus on the Celtics. But as I get used to NBA TV and having every game available to me at all times, and I'm a basketball degenerate, so I'll be able to watch every single game, and then I'm going to bore all of you with my really bad hot takes on basketball. But as of now, today, Halloween day, day after Celtics-Pistons, the day that the Red Sox are celebrating another World Series, the same day that Boston gets to bask in its glow of being the best sports city in the country, we're here to talk Celtics and Pistons, and a little bit of a preview of Celtics and Bucks. So, Terry, what are you thinking? Uh, I thought it was a great game. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, we're, we are excited to uh, kick this you know, show off together. Uh, we've been talking about doing a podcast forever, so to finally get our feet moving with the, you know, what's looking to be a really good Celtics season this year, hopefully. Uh, at least all of our expectations are there. Uh, it, it's good to finally get this thing, uh, to get this thing rolling. But, um, you know, watching the game last night... Celtics won. Let's start off with that. We, uh, yeah. uh, it was a lot closer than it could have been. Uh, uh, Pistons hit a lot of uh, shots towards the end of the game just to kind of keep it like, what, a three-point game by the time the game was over. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was neck and neck pretty much throughout the whole game. Um, we were up eight at times. We were up ten. But uh, it, it, we couldn't, like, put it away. We had a scoring drought early in the fourth quarter. I think we were up, like, 13 or something like that. We got like to that. 14, yeah. Got it up to 14 in the fourth quarter, and then we kind of let them back in with a scoring drought of, like, six minutes or something like that. So uh, it, it could have been just like the Pistons game two days ago where we blew them out in Detroit. But, you know, scoring drought was hitting us. But, you know, what are you going to do? So one of the things I've been noticing with the Celtics, and I think last night was a good example of it, was that, even when we don't play that well, we're still beating decent teams. Like, the Pistons are going to be a 5-6 seed in the East. They don't suck. Yeah. Even though I think they play, like, Flintstone basketball. It's from the past, you know. Um, I do think when you watch these games, you see that the Celtics are really close to being able to kill anybody. And last night, they had the opportunity. I think they were up 14. And... They were just missing those kind of shots, those ice shots, exactly. the ones that end the game. Exactly. Breaks the other team's back. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kyrie, there was the one shot where I thought it was pretty much done. He pulls up. There was like a minute left in the third quarter, and he comes and shoots like a 30-footer off mm -hmm. a, off the dribble. Just went up court. Yeah. Fuck you three. He was feeling it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought after that, I'm like, oh, it's over. But then, then it didn't end. Yeah. And... There are some concerning things with the Celtics team as of now. I mean, look, I'm not going to get too nervous because I still think, even though the Eastern Conference is looking really good, I think they have three of the five best teams in the NBA in it. I still think they're better than everybody. I agree. But I do think there are some reasons to be concerned right now, but again— I'm not yet panicking. Yeah. And I'm and let me just say this. I am the king of panicking. Absolutely. I get so nervous. I can't even like walk downstairs in the dark. Like <laughs> I am jumpy. I am nervous. It's annoying to everybody in my life. And I'm pessimistic. I'm miserable. And I'm still not there yet with the Celtics team. 
but there are some things that are starting to like. I was gonna say, like watching them, how could you not be at least a little bit concerned? Just because something seems off, especially with the offense. Defense looks good because we're tall, lengthy team that can pretty much. You, you, it's hard to switch on us. The, yeah, this the is best Danny Ainge's of, wet dream. Right, like he wanted positionless basketball, and he's got it. Yeah, absolutely. And the be, you know the, when you when all these uh, pick and rolls and the switches, the best option is for you to have. Kyrie Irving on you by the end of like yep. all the switches and he tries he tries on defense yeah, at least and he, this ma- is not Cleveland makes, anymore exactly. he's making an effort exactly and it's not Isaiah Thomas out there no. either anymore where you can no just, he I, made an I, effort I, he just sucked he just you know you're yeah. five five yeah you can't, exactly can't block he, he a can't shot can't play in the NBA can't block your shot no. so um so watching them I mean I know our defense is good but like on offense just something seems off uh it, it could be that we have like too many of the same uh, players type of players on yeah. the floor at the same time with between Gordon Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown yeah. who thinks he's like this offensive messiah but nothing's really showing me that this year that he's ready to take that jump or anything so you know it's just it's weird things like that that I'm kind of noticing in this offense I mean what do you I mean, what do you think I think there's a few things going on I think one of the things you just said is very right um, Jalen is young. Mm-hmm. He's looking at a contract in a few years, yeah. and he's probably worried that he's about to become the fourth option on a team that drafted him three overall. Sure. So he's trying to assert his role. He's trying to be an alpha on a team that has four alphas, and then Al Horford, who's just the the man, the dad. He, yeah, the dad. he's the dad. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. controlling. Everyone. He's got his. Exactly. He doesn't need. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to. He's been here before. Yeah, but and he was on a team very similar to this in Atlanta, where exactly. it was five pretty good players. Um. So I think right now it's more everyone's trying to define their role within the offense. Right. Minus Horford doesn't care. He could average five points a game and be happy. Yeah, exactly. But the other four, they need theirs. They need shoe deals. They need all that stuff. Yeah. They need their custom sneaks. Absolutely. They, yeah. So, but yeah, right now, Jalen, last night was his best game. I think so, too. And I think that was pretty easily his best game. But I also think there were plays where he does – Jalen plays from last year where he's a little reckless going down the court. His handle's not there at all. Yeah, it's just, I wouldn't say there at all. But. No, but it's definitely not good enough to try to split three defenders on a drive. I love Jalen. I think he's great. Yeah, but he's I, pretty fearless to a fault, though. You know, yeah. it's him versus three defenders on a fast. He's got break, a little Marcus Smart, and he just like goes for it. I'm like, dude, pull it out. Yeah, calm yourself. Yeah, Most likely, yeah. you're going to get blocked. If like you go for last it. night, he had a few plays where he would like go down the court full speed, and then try to stop and hit a fadeaway, like, out of the key. Like, that's just one that's not— Like, you can tell he's been working on that move, yeah. but it's not falling yet, or maybe it'll it, never fall. It maybe, maybe yeah, eventually it could, but you don't know. I guess you don't know until you try. I will say this. That play with the analytic Brad Stevens brain, I don't know if that's the best option. If you're mm-hmm. going to go full speed, at least go for the layup. That's a higher conversion rate than just pulling a jumper from right. the key, like a fadeaway on a full sprint. doesn't— Yeah. yeah. But I guess— so you wanted to talk about Jalen to the bench? Yeah, I was just ready to bring yeah. that up. Do you think that so bringing inserting Aaron Baines into the offense into the starting lineup, Al at the four, drop everyone else down? Like I will, it, I will say if if there were a team where we would have tried that out, it would have been the Pistons. And yeah, we didn't that's do true it. with Andre Drummond. Yeah, Drummond and Blake. Well, I that's mean, the thing. I mean, I I don't know if Brad Stevens like. controlling all these egos and telling your third overall draft pick that you're going to the bench because I think it's the right move for the team. I think if they were going to move anyone to the bench, and I think this would piss a lot of people off, I think it'd have to be Tatum just because of the age. 
Yeah. You can't and do it. Plus, he'd get he'd, he'd be primary scoring option off the bench do it. for the second After year. last season, you can't. I know. I know you can't. so tough. So... And you can't do Hayward either because no, Hayward is he makes thirty the, million dollars. Well, you can't put a thirty coach's million. Coach's daddy's boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're actually family. They have <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving together. Um, no, I uh, look. There's a valid argument to be made against certain lineups. Jalen should be on yeah. the bench. Yeah, but think about that bench though, uh, as a as a whole unit: Rozier, yeah. Brown, Marcus Morris, Daniel Tice, and Marcus Smart. No, it'd be it'd be that's the best great, bench a, in the in the um, NBA easily. That, that five took us to the. Eastern Conference Finals almost yeah, last year. Plus bench. Tatum, I know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, the bench squad would be ruthless, but again, a lot of it's who ends the game too. A lot of they, it wouldn't matter to a lot of guys like if you start it, but it depends on who. If it's a close game, every oh, doesn't matter if you're a bench or a starter, you want to be on the court. Yeah. And I think that's where guys' egos would really start kind of getting checked. Is Gordon Hayward? Hey, you're not in the game in the final two minutes. It's a one well, point game. Yeah, it's so like oof. opening night. One thing that kind of had me a little worried was Gordon Hayward didn't start the second half. Gotcha. And he just, he came, he was not in the starting lot. Baines took over. Yeah. And I was like, oh boy, this is, we're already starting with what could be a messy situation. Yeah. Like Gordon signed here to be Larry Bird. 100%. And now he's not even starting in the second half. Now, granted. First game, coming yeah. back at leg injury. I don't think it had much to do with Gordon Hayward as a player mm-hmm. and a, or an indictment on him. It's more. Yo, your ankle's still kind of a situation. Absolutely, here, and so. I think they talked about minute restrictions yeah, yeah, before yeah. the game, so I, yeah. it is a little I don't, thing to keep an eye again, on. Again, I'm not worried about this Celtics team yet. I still think the way to go is with that starting five. Um, I do like Baines. I don't know if I want him starting on a team this good. Yeah, I mean, he when he was on the Spurs and they won a title, he wasn't. How are uh, real quick? How are yeah. rebounding? numbers this year are you hanging well, in there well tatum leads the lead our team in rebounding so, so i don't know what that you know what i mean says. like yeah. al horford's not a natural rebound he doesn't have a, no. if it comes to him yeah like he'll rebound the shit and out of it but y- yeah he doesn't have a nose for it really exactly and so i mean tatum actually looks like he does have a nose for rebounding yeah but and i like that and yeah. i think when you have players like baines or horford again kind of like the team we're going to talk about later like the bucks mm-hmm. when you have a player that can block out the big guy you have forwards that can swoop in and get rebounds sure. So I think the rebounds are more dispersed nowadays in the NBA. They're still like Drummond type players mm-hmm. that can get 15 boards a game, but they're they're not as common anymore. So I think our what's concerning, I think what would be slightly concerning is we're not shooting well right now and yeah. if we're not rebounding very well then there's going to be a lot of closer games than I think there should be. Yeah, it's been like every win that we've had, we've had one or two guys have really good games. Yeah. We haven't seen what this team looks like if four of them have a good game. You know what I mean? Like well, it's yeah, you know one what it would look others. like. Yeah. Ex- it's going to look like what, what <laughs> uh, Golden State did the other night, dropped 91 oh in the first half. Unbelievable. Because, so I mean, the worst that's... thing I've ever seen. Yeah, well, so in this season, right, I think, I think there's a lot of comparis- comparisons to be made between the two rosters. I mean, they have... Four right now, now mm-hmm. five in the future, but four all stars on their roster. We're not there yet, but they've they've have this great structure where it's either one or two of them have great days, yeah, and the other two don't get their touches. And I mean, Draymond and Al are very similar players, For so sure. it's a very similarly built roster, and I think everybody knows that. But I mean, Clay Thompson was shooting thirteen percent from three until that game, and then, then he sets the NBA record for yeah. threes. 
that's just how yeah, I think basketball it, goes at the beginning of the season. It's just your normal uh, third or fourth best player on your team dropping 50. You know, yeah, casual. You know, casual. Just a casual 50. Dude's, dude's about, about like, to become a free agent, <laughs> get a max contract, and play with LeBron. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think he's leaving. Oh, I think he's gone. Uh, I, I think he's gone. No, I, think I think he and Duran are gone, but... Anyway, no, that's a, that's just an NBA fans wet dream. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I think what happens is you start hearing these rumblings and then they happen. Which yeah, is concerning. That's true. I mean, it, it, everybody knew LeBron was going to the Lakers a year before. True. Anyway, well, back to the Celtics. I think when you have a roster that's built like this, it's, it's every there's going to be a different night where somebody gets his. And what's been a little concerning to me is Marcus Morris has been our second best player for a long time periods of time yeah, this season. easily the most consistent through eight games, seven games. Yeah, and if Marcus Morris is your most consistent player, <laughs> yeah. that's concerning. Absolutely. Because homeboy's yeah. streaky. Yeah. And right now, I think he's shooting 48 and 47%. Mm-hmm. Like 47%. You know those from numbers three. are going way down. Yeah, they are. And hopefully it coincides no with uh, way down. Yeah. yeah you okay. were right. You okay, were right. Okay. Don't soften it. <laughs> um, what, hopefully it coincides with you know, Kyrie shooting the ball better, not scoring yeah. three points. Yeah. Uh, Gordon Hayward becoming Gordon Hayward again. You've seen flashes of it, though. Yeah, no. But, I have. I yeah. honestly am not concerned with Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's a little different than when Paul George hurt himself because I think people always look at Paul George's injury and they say, oh, his next season, he was great. He, like, when he Missed came most back. most of it, didn't he? Yeah, no, well, so what happened was he got hurt for Team USA, right? Yep, sat up most of the year. And then he came back and played, like, 10 games 10 with games. Indy. Yep. And he was not good. Yes. And then he had a full offseason after that to recover, mm. and then he came averaged, back. like, 24. He had those 10 games under his belt. A little yeah, bit. and he did not look good in those 10 yeah, games. Yeah. So right now, I think Gordon is this, you know, he's reacclimating himself. Absolutely. Come and to All-Star break-ish. I think he'll be an all-star. You think he'll be an all-star this year? Yeah. I, I think know. he's a top 10 player in the East. He is, but he's, I mean, you have to get the numbers to show it. I mean, He'll get the numbers. He'll get, he'll the, get the numbers, man. a big man. fan base over here. Oh, <laughs> Gordon Hayward is one of my favorite players to he's watch. The, he's my, the number one guy I'm rooting for. When I say he was my YouTube highlight yeah. for like four years. Yeah. I, I think I had his, video. yo, it was, it was favorite, dude. <laughs> it was like, remember when a few years ago, Jason Tatum was in high school and I kept yeah, talking to you about yeah, Jason Tatum yeah, and I was yeah. just always watching his highlights. Similar, same, similar, thing. similar. It's an infatuation. It's, very it's unco- weird. It's very uncomfortable. People in my family question <laughs> it. My friends think it's really weird. Trust me, on a vacation this year, we I talked about my love of Gordon Hayward yeah. and it got real, real, real weird, real quick. Yeah, everybody, now I still get texts about it. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> but... I do think Gordon's going to get his shit together. I'm yeah, not worried about him. Yep. He hasn't looked great, but eventually these shots will fall. He's I, Gordon Hayward. Yeah. He's missing open shots. Yep. And I think once he starts hitting those open shots, the defense will have to, you know, not leave him so open, and that will make everybody else's life a little easier. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, when the ball movement is going and three players, four players are hitting their shots – this team's going to be impossible to cover. Yeah. yeah. And I mean right now I think we're the worst if not the second worst team in offensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening all season. I mean we have the best defense in the NBA. That's mostly because our bench I think Rozier is in, smart or the number 1 and 2 defensive players in the NBA according to advanced analytics. Last year Bain was number yeah. 1. Yeah. This team's loaded defensively. It's just Brad Stevens scheme though. Yeah. Anyway. But the one thing to keep in mind, real quick, before we go on to the next game, yeah. uh, is that where it's very early in the season. And do you want to know how early in the season it is? 
uh, people are talking about the Kings being good this year. So that's how early it is in the season. Yeah, so, the Kings are a joke. <laughs> We're still going to get a I'm top five like, pick out articles of them. Out, of, out of nowhere yeah, what today. Are they, like five hey, and two. They're like five and two. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be anything. What's Marvin Marvin Bagley getting like sixteen a game? Something like that. I mean, yeah, they're, they're the same thing with the, uh, this conversation was happening last year for the Orlando Magic. They started the season like six and one and, or something like that, and like, oh, yeah. the Magic are going to be a top four I think team. The only then, team that's ever no. looked shockingly. So there were two instances last year where I thought something was going to fall off the map when it started early. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, that was really I did good. not think he was going to keep that up. success. And Oladipo in the Pacers. I thought oh, they yeah. were not going to be that guy. I thought Oladipo just got hot, and yeah. then it was going to end, and then they were going to suck. Yeah. Did not happen. No. So, but Sacramento's not staying at this record. No, no. They may have 20 wins. Maybe this gets them to 20. And you yeah. know what? I like it because it makes the Celtics' odds of getting a lottery pick exactly. better. Exactly. They're not going to be Finishing get... top five rather yeah. than Number worst one. Yeah. yeah. If they had the worst record, dude, I'd be panicking. Absolutely. Um, oh, also, my new favorite story, Tommy Heinsohn called Kyrie fat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very next day, no afro. No afro. He's gone. No, none, sure. of that, none of that rubber headband stuff. Uh-huh. And he... I don't know how he says he got in better shape, but it was like a day. So, yeah. If I knew how, if like if a dude can get in better shape in a day, guess what? I'd be in great shape. That was a shot at Tommy though during the post game thing. He said, I don't know if it was. I think it was just in jest. Yeah, I think they like each other. I think they do too. But it it was kind of funny. I mean, he d- dude scores three, gets called fat, shaves his head, comes back, drops thirty. He absolutely still believes the earth is flat though. One hundred percent. He never said he did. No, he just said he apologized for saying that he did. Yeah, I mean, and as you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Kyrie, but bro, the Earth is not flat. I'm not going to get into it. I'll believe <laughs> if he brings me a championship, I'll start questioning it. That's a good call. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come well, on. See what what I'm what I'm curious about is when he gets the um, the trophy, the Larry O'Brien trophy. Is yeah. he, he going to say that's flat? Oh. I don't know if that is flat. I mean, the pancake trophy. All true. right. Anyway, we got. Seize Bucks. That's uh, Thursday. That's November 1st. Yeah. And I just found out I'm free that night. So nice. I may be going to the game. Oh, hey, there you I'm go. Give it a go. Because there's nothing crazier in sports than seeing Giannis in person. Absolutely. I've seen him three times. Yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's not even like watching a basketball player. It's like watching better genetics than everybody He's a else. He's gigantic human. His arms, like I'm surprised he he as your friend said, Euro stepped the entire court. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like he's like fan, uh, Mr. Fantastic. His arms just stretch and yeah, stretch man. and stretch. It's bizarre, but he does have a, a couple. Of, I mean, uh, the the stat that's kind of popped out. I think he said it was a uh, uh, four. I'm sorry, five and forty three on shots deeper than five feet. So, I mean, everyone's been talking about, you know, everyone gives Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons so much shit because they can't shoot the ball. Yeah. Well, and the, then, yeah. but then they give Giannis a pass. Yeah, Giannis puts up way better numbers, but. 25, 14, 6, 2, and 2. Yeah, he puts up way better numbers. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, he gets a pass for not being able to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah. Is he still young? Absolutely. He can develop a jump shot. Yeah, I think but, he's, what's he, 24? Nah, yeah, yeah. I he's think under that, that twenty-five, right. yeah. and like, if you think about it, he's still not the best player under twenty-five because that's Anthony Davis. Yeah, think yeah, absolutely. But anyway, sorry. No, yeah, that's pretty much where I was just going with it. I mean, his jump shot needs work, and every time, you know, even as a fan, like I love, I'm Greek. I I, I love the Greek. He's the big. <laughs> I was in Greece last year. They said Giannis is hands down the biggest celebrity in Greece right now. Like, I, yeah, there was like a sixty-minute special him on him, and, and then he... Yanni, and then fucking <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
like the, who was the tennis player? Who, Pete who, Sampras. Pete Sampras. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah, he was. Is he really? He was, yeah, uh, probably. Okay, makes sense. Uh, probably. So, so with Giannis, I, I support him, but like anytime he shoots the ball, I'm like, good. If he's playing the Celtics, yeah. obviously, because I got C's number one, but. You know, like anytime he shoots the ball outside the paint, I'm like, good. Like, that's what you want to do to him. Or put Yabusele on him and shut him down. Or Semi. Who yeah. shut him down in the playoffs? Semi last year yeah, shut him down. Yeah, which is just wild. Which was crazy. Yeah. But, no, so Giannis is playing, too. So there was speculation oh, yeah, think- that he wouldn't play because he had a concussion. Mm-hmm. I would say I've had a lot of concussions in my life. I don't know how the hell you play basketball right after having a concussion. I get I, yeah. like it's a lot of jumping up. It's, a lot it's of like fin- a bouncing. It's, finesse. it's a lot of finesse. I know, too. but you're still like when you run, your head yeah, gets absolutely. like all dizzy. Like, well, it's like football, like you run, you sprint, and you turn and you catch. But with like yeah. basketball, you have to think about every yeah, little dribble, a lot every of, catch. Well, also, pass. there's a lot of weird motion. It's yeah, like, yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. I, you know, basketball concussions a lot different absolutely. than another concussions. Yeah, but, true. Um, but no, he's gonna play, and the Bucks right now are kind of the story of the NBA. Absolutely, they're seven and zero. They go to play Toronto, who beat us pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, now, take it with a grain of salt because Kawhi was not playing Yeah, and while Giannis wasn't playing. Yeah. So it was essentially the biggest cock tease in the history yeah, of basketball. Yeah. Two best players, two of like the five best players in the NBA weren't on the court. But they, they worked the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. And... Who's doing it over there right now? Chris Middleton right now? Is he like... He's the, playing well. He's playing, playing really very well. Bledsoe's playing well as well? He's, you know, it's Bledsoe. It's Bledsoe, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, like, super talented, but he just can't put it together. It yeah, so a lot of times. they're just playing a different style of basketball. Yeah. They're not, I mean, you know, they fired their coach. They hired Budenhoser. Do you think that's a secret to I, the success? I think it's a lot. They're playing a totally different style of basketball. They went from, I was telling you earlier, when they had, and Andrew Bogut hurt himself in 2009, 2010, they were a very good rebounding team defensively. Yeah. And then ever since then, They've been bottom five in the league in defensive rebounding. And this year they're not. They're back up at the top. Right. And I think a lot of that could be equated to style, but I think more so, oddly, it's the it's Brooke Lopez. Because Brooke Lopez is over there. He's his percentage at blocking people out is incredibly high. The success rate at it. Now he doesn't get a lot of rebounds. He, I think, he gets like six a game. But he can get a body on someone. It get he gets a body on the big man, which is, allows Giannis or another one of these incredibly long freak of natures that the Bucks have to just collapse and get bored. I think Giannis is getting fourteen or I think it's fourteen a game. It could be fifteen, like fourteen point six. Yeah, let's yeah, call yeah. we'll round that up. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm <laughs> in the rounding up. <laughs> Ask my teachers. But I think it has a lot to do with that, and then. Their style, stylistically, they're very different. Mm-hmm. So, rather, they're shooting a lot of threes now. So, it's like a three, it's, they're more three and D. It's a lot like the Celtics, where they're, their focus on defense is to eliminate three-point shots and push people into either, and eliminate post-play. Mm. So, the goal is to get mid-range jumpers. And mid-range jumpers are the worst shot in basketball because you're getting two points and it's a high difficulty level. Mm-hmm. Three's a little bit higher difficulty level, but you get an extra get point. reward, yeah. So what the Bucks are doing is they're forcing teams to shoot inefficient shots analytically, and they're getting rebounds like they weren't getting before. And, I mean, this coach does know what he's doing. He, yeah. I mean, he got the Hawks 60-plus wins. Yeah, 60-plus. Five All-Stars. 
Yeah, but who was the best player on that team? It was Horford. Horford, yeah. So now the best player on a Budenhoser team is Giannis. Is Giannis and a little bit still still a project, but one of the best pro- projects yeah. in the league. I mean, it would he's be like a getting a guy. reclamation home that right. was on Architectural Digest like cover. It's like it's the best kind of project. Absolutely, you're fixing something that's near perfect, and it keeps getting better every year. I mean, yeah, it's just gonna, it's barring can, a awful injury, obviously. He's getting but. he's getting jacked, yeah, too, which is scary. Absolutely, he's looking like a linebacker at six eleven, mm-hmm. and he runs. It's it's insane. Like you said, being at the game, like you uh, being seeing him on TV doesn't do it as much justice as like in person. He's an absolute phenom, bro. I was in the upper deck, yeah, and I could, he was the biggest thing I've ever seen yeah. from that far away, yeah. It was. It's like watching a plane landing like outside a logo. Have, seeing like a uh, like Marcus Smart trying like him posting up on Marcus Smart. It's like, yeah. oh my god, you, you don't see Marcus Smart anymore. <laughs> yeah. He's he's enveloped. <laughs> he's Shout gone. Uh, yeah, I was at the Bucks game last year. It was Greek night. Okay, uh, a well, whole bunch of yeah, Greeks yeah. were there. Absolutely. It was a, a <laughs> feta, anytime you scored, uh, uh, people just threw crumbled feta cheese up in the air. It was, oh a, it was a beautiful. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a <laughs> sight to hold. <laughs> Uh, but yes, absolutely. Uh, the Bucks are the best team. They're doing it and again. They're doing it. Uh, what I've noticed actually is they actually get a lot of big leads uh, by halftime, yeah. and then they kind of throw it away in the second half. Uh, Sounds they, very uh, familiar. Yeah, I mean, like I think with they're playing the Knicks, they had like a twenty point lead, and then by uh, third quarter, Knicks, you know, ca- came back just in the third quarter, and you know, I think they ended up still winning by like eleven or something in the final like two or three yeah. minutes. But it was a close game up until that those final minutes and. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I've noticed it a couple other games with them where they just build these leads, but they let it go by the second half. So I guess that's why you build a lead, though. Yeah, right? exactly. That's hey, the point. Yeah. So I guess the goal is to keep it close by halftime and then open it up uh, in the second half. I mean, I'd prefer to beat everybody by twenty, of course, but that's not happening. And that's night. what the Celtics expect. That's what Celtics fans' expectations are at. So uh, to start the season, so yeah. I think this game they're not ready for it. I think this game on Thursday is going to be incredible. Absolutely, I, yeah. I'm interested to see how the Celtics react, because I know this: the GM for the for the Bucks was on uh, TV earlier today, and he was talking about how his you know he's still a little chaffed in the ass about losing Game Seven, mm-hmm. and his entire team is just like took that to heart, and that's all they've been thinking about all offseason. So now they get the opportunity to come to Boston and beat us, and in their minds, make up for Game Seven. I think yeah. they've taken that loss True. pretty badly, and they're really going for it. But anyway. No, that's a good point. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited to watch that game. Do you have a spread on that? Spread in the over? I do not have a spread, so I'm new to basketball gambling. It's <laughs> Yeah, dude. I've been using DraftKings <laughs> NBA, and I don't know what I'm doing. So right now, uh, Boston is minus two, and the over-under is 215. Uh, yeah, bang the over. You think so? Yeah. Celtics have number one defense. No? I don't care. They have gotcha. Giannis, dude. Yeah. I, think, I think they're going to come out probably shooting pretty well. Yeah. Uh, even Bucks. if let's say the Celtics go and drop 120. Yeah. I mean, what's that? They still have if the Bucks score 90. Yeah. Yeah. You're over. Sure. No, uh, 95. No. If 96. you want to hit 215, you kind of want both teams to hit 100. It'd be ideal. Yeah. Like, you could have one drop 120. And then yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm also not really great at math. We'll figure <laughs> that out as it goes on. And real quick, uh, R.I.P. to the people who had the over in that Pistons game last night. That thing was so clear. Rough. Did you? It was so close. It was under almost the entire game, and then like Detroit hit three threes in a row. There've been a lot of bad losses for people and lately. That, in and then with point four seconds. 
Boston passed it in, and they fouled, and Jason hit Tatum hit the one free throw to put it up. I didn't bet it, but RIP. Yeah. Like, just I feel awful. like betting Celtics games is really tough. Oh uh, yeah, you don't know last no happen. last year was on unbelievable. They no because of the Gordon Hayward injury. Uh, I don't think the bookmakers knew how good the Celtics were gonna be, oh, so yeah. they always had like a lot of the times they're on the road. They were always big underdogs and stuff like that, okay. and they won a lot of games last year. So they were, I think, hands down the number one NBA team. If you if you gambled on them all year. You would have had the most success with the Celtics really? last year, okay. But I think that's going to come back and bite them in the ass yeah. this year because yeah, yeah. they always get their money back. So. I will say this: I'm not much of a gambler, mm-hmm. but I want to give myself some credit. I hit Steve Pierce at 33 to one odds to win World Series MVP. A feat of let itself. me say that again. That's for insane. 33 to one odds. Insane. Yeah, I lucked out. Well, they have a lot of lefties on their staff. Okay. Steve Pierce mashes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to end on this. The East right now has three of the five best teams in the NBA. And it's funny. People were saying that before the season that it was going to happen. They included the Sixers. The Sixers suck. They're not great. They can't shoot. Embiid looks like he's just pissed off all the time. Simmons, 11 turnovers last night facing Kawhi. I think everybody's watching how the Celtics play defense against them. Mm-hmm. And now, they're, now that's what everybody's doing. It's a blueprint. Yeah. Frustrate, frustrate Embiid. Yeah, he, just he make him frustrated. Yeah, he does not play great frustrated. He plays he gets frazzled. He does, absolutely. And you know, now they're overplaying Fultz to try to make, you know, mm-hmm. make up for the fact that they traded a generational player <laughs> and a lottery pick to get Markel Fultz. So do they even have a oh yeah, Elton Brands are GM right yes, now, right? Yeah. Oh, that, that that was a whole good situation that's for a, the Sixers. Interesting. What a shit city. Awful. Philly's the worst. They're awful. I don't. I'm a little salty since they beat us in the Super Bowl. Of but I hate their fans, yeah. and I want to watch them suffer. And guess what? The Sixers aren't good. So now it's the Bucks, the Raptors, who are legit. That's a legit team, and the Celtics. And I'm still saying Houston's a top five team, but they are playing like garbage right now. Yeah. I mean, this is rough. So. I don't want to say the Jazz are a top five team, but it's kind of looking like it. Did Gordon make a mistake leaving the Jazz at this time? Could they, could, you know, it's be, kind of funny. They'd be pretty good, right? Talk about, yeah, it would be Gordon Hayward. In- Ingles. Ingles. Unbelievable uh, Ingles. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. And, and Donovan Mitchell. It's a pretty good starting five. Pretty fucking good starting five. <laughs> I don't know if that compete. The problem is you'd be with Golden State. Yeah, exactly. And so, that's gar- I guarantee that was one of the selling points to Gordon Hayward. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. Well, also, you're going to be the face of a franchise. Yeah. Oh, wait, shit, we get Kyrie. Sorry, bro. Yeah. And then Tatum becomes the man. You get hurt. You're now the back end oh, of that. Oh, man. That would, and, that's a gut punch, man. And real quick with the 76ers, do you yeah. think trading for Jimmy Butler would help them? I think it would give them some fight. They'd probably have to give up Fultz and yeah, Saric and I, a draft pick. Yeah. Well, I mean, they traded, well, maybe, a, they traded a draft no, pick know. for nothing last year. I, yeah. But like every GM had their head up their ass with Fultz. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they well, missed Well, he went from being a good shooter to having a completely broken shot yeah, overnight. It made no, it, it's it's in his head. He like Chuck Knobloch himself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd trade for Jimmy Butler. If you're the 76ers. Yeah, I would. Keep that process alive, man. Yeah. I mean, well, the most fraudulent process in the history of sports. So they've gotten one and a half players. Yeah. Simmons is a half player. Yeah. Okafor, they whiffed on a couple years. Like Okafor, five, four years yeah, ago. sucked. Oh, my guy from Everett there, who I think just you know 
bad wrong team. Right. And they got traded to Nerland's Noel. Nerland's Noel, yeah. Yeah, so they had a lot of they've lottery whiffed, picks. And yeah. they whiffed on most of them. Yeah, they've only hit on one and a half. And Simmons, Simmons is a half player. Yeah. <laughs> like he can't that. shoot. In, th- in today's NBA, you have to. Yeah, you have to shoot or play 80s. elite defense. He does not. No. He can drive and f- he passes very well. Mm-hmm. Cool. You have to have somebody that can shoot. J.J. Redick is off the bench. Yeah. Is, uh, does he start now? He might be. He has to. He, they need to squeeze him in the I'd summer. rather have T.J. McConnell play right. than have Simmons play. Because yeah. guess what? He can shoot. Yeah. Anyway, I do think this season is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously. I'm it's excited. It's going to be so good. It's going to be a great. In the East does not suck. Because three, three of the five best teams in basketball are in the Eastern Conference. So even if it's just those games that we talk Seven about. Seven games. It's enough. I'll spend a month talking <laughs> about the Raptors. Absolutely. But no, it's going to be a fun season. I think the Celtics are going to have a historic season. And after watching the Red Sox parade today, I'm waiting for the Celtics parade. Yep. Well, we got to go to the Patriots parade first. Oh, the Patriots parade is going to happen. And then we got to go to the. Ugh, and we got to go to the Bruins then parade. The, it's going to be a really ugh. tough year for us Boston sports fans. With I guess four, I'll go to the Celtics parade. Four of our teams possibly being <laughs> in the championship game. Oh, my God. Everybody's going to hate Boston. I know. But you know what? I won't. And we're going to be here to cover the entire Celtics season. And I'm really hoping that you continue to listen to us. Again, I'm Devin Shaw. This That's Terry Samaras. And this is the inaugural edition of the ATO Podcast. Thanks for listening.